experiment is ongoing in 12 countries at minimum. Yes. And then, outside of that, there is uh, the approach another country like Sri Lanka and so on. Yeah, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, and so on. But the, the, the most important thing, and this is, I think, it's a genocide. And this is, I think, you have to expose this because they use the campus, the university, as their gate to enter. So they hire an Indonesian uh, scientist in one university. Of course, they pay them, and then they make the research there. Because Indonesia have not the capacity, the laboratory capacity to do that. Indonesia received this the mosquito from Australia, from Monash University. The point is, if someone go to Indonesia and bring plants or bring animal, there must be a permission, right? So I, I, I investigate where the permission come from. So the permission come from to bring is from the uh, Ministry of Culture and Indonesian Intelligence. This is terrible. Yeah, because it's a matter of uh, bioweapon can be and the and the intelligence of Indonesia. And I'm endangering myself to talk like this. Yeah. Uh, in the, and bring this yeah, mosquito. Yeah. And then the research is in two parts. One about the technology of Bakia, and the other is about the ecosystem. Are you looking for the ultimate Christmas gift for the prepper in your family? Or maybe you are looking for affordable ways to prepare for what may be coming. If this is you, we have a curated list of unique gifts for all members of your family. But within that list, we have the ultimate list of prepper gifts. It includes important essentials from the medicine garden that turns your backyard into a complete natural pharmacy to the DIY solar panel guide that saves you up to 85% on solar panels. We also have the air phone that extracts up to 10 gallons of water from even the driest desert air to the guide that helps you build a portable space energy generator to power your entire home for less than $300. And wait, there's more. The ultimate woodworking guide that comes with over 16,000 of the best woodworking plans available so you can make anything you want or need. And there is even more. To see all the options, go to sarahwestall.com under shop and look for the unique Christmas list on the top of the shop page or use the link below. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I had some people, international people, reach out to me and are very concerned about the WHO amendments that are going through, but they're also very concerned about this mosquito program that is officially going on in 12 countries. And he's going to talk about what this darn mosquito program is. Millions and millions of mosquitoes being released in conjunction with the World Health Organization to deal with disease. And they're talking about they're going to talk about the results of some of these and how it's been increasing disease. And they're very concerned about this situation. And the fact that if these WHO amendments and treaty goes through, we this is what we're agreeing to is that WHO can come in, do things like these mosquito programs, and we can't do anything. And that's coming down. That's like a freight train hitting us. As soon as we approve that, this is what's going to happen. They've been doing these kind of experiments in the smaller countries that don't have much power or are more controlled from a political or propaganda standpoint where they can control the narrative. And then they're experimenting on this stuff. And then as the WHO amendments go through, they're just going to cram this crap down our throats. I don't want mosquitoes being released. It's going to be giving us doing, you know, injecting us with things. That's what they have planned. So I have Francis Micklum and Richard Clayproth coming to the program. 
Francis is an activist and a a very deep background in um, activism and working on these issues. But Richard is a high ranking or was a high ranking official in Indonesia. He was a deputy minister, which is like the top ranking officials. And he even said in this show that his life is in danger just coming out on this stuff, but it's just too important. And his father, who is now deceased, would be in his grave yelling at him to do something. And I think that is what a lot of us feel is that we this is we have to step up and do something so we need to remember that when people are coming forward and fighting these things they are literally risking their lives and putting themselves behind the needs of humanity at large and so we're going to talk about it we're going to talk about what this just what all these programs are what's going on in indonesia which is one of the countries where they're unleashing all these mosquitoes it's a daunting conversation but the other thing is we talk about how you can get involved or you can help it's daunting but all of us can help and we can help locally we just need to be more aware of what is actually occurring there's so much chaos they want us to be focused on on war and issues that we can't much do much about and they want us to all fight internally they want to divide us and fight and these kind of issues we should all, we should all be united on i mean they, they want to cram something down our throats that can hurt us they want to unleash mosquitoes on everybody and inject us with stuff we should all be against that so we're going to talk about this and before i get into this i want to tell you since it, this is monday this is cyber monday that's going up and the who amendments actually are going through today so this is decent timing but i want to tell you about the deals that are going on for black friday and cyber monday and for christmas and so i have the defy time the amazing formulation that has been found to be the best so far at lengthening your telomeres. And when telomeres get shorter, that's when your cells start to break down. You age. As you age, your telomeres get shorter. As When your telomeres get too short, then your cells start to break down. You get wrinkles, you get dementia, you get all these things that are happening in your body. And keeping those telomeres long will keep your immune system high. It'll keep your memory high. It's everything that reverses everything about aging. Aging is what causes the most disease. I mean, like Dr. Bill Andrews said, almost every disease not affiliated with aging has a solution and that they have already found a solution for. The diseases affiliated with aging is the area that we have not figured out yet. And so lengthening your telomeres is one of those things that we can really reduce so many effects of almost every disease because it has to do with aging. And his big thing, Dr. Bill Anders, I've had many interviews with him. He's the foremost researcher on telomere lengthening. And his work actually was the reason the two scientists on telomeres got the Nobel Prize. It was because of his work making it, utilizing their work. And he had he essentially in the early 90s he was a superstar in this area he still is a leading figure but that's when he exploded onto the scene and was on the front cover of popular mechanics and on and on and that's when people first realized we even had telomeres but that being said defy time is doing a major promotion right now 30 percent off if you use my code sarah 23 you will also get a 250 dollars gift 
with your purchase, which would be a wonderful gift. It's free, a wonderful gift for anybody in your family. And this is a unique gift too. I actually promote this. I don't make any money. What I do is everything I do to promote, I give it so that my parents and my husband and people I love around me can have this because I want them around longer. And I got to tell you with my dad, his mental cognitive abilities really increase. I mean, he was going down to the point where we nobody wanted to play Trivial Pursuit with him. You know, I mean, we did. He's our dad, so we want to play. But no, you know, he was he was a different man. And the telomere lengtheners that he was taking after three months, he would actually beat us all at Trivial Pursuit. And we it was like he got transformed to a person from from like five years ago. He just it really brought back a lot of his cognitive abilities. So I, that he's probably a super responder, but that to me got me sold. And I want all that, you know, they, I make sure they always have it, make sure my husband has it. And I'm secondary because my husband's 10 years older than me. So he's not going to die before I do. I just, that's not happening. So I just want to uh, give you this opportunity, 30% off plus a $250 gift gift with purchase. The link is below. And don't forget about the heel capsule giveaway that protects you from EMF. We're giving away 10 of those as well. So take advantage of that. The link is below for that as well. Okay, let's get into this really good discussion with Francis and Richard. Hi, Richard and Francis. Thank you for joining the program. Thank you. Thank you. What happened us? Okay, I want to first, before we get started, I want each of you to tell us who you are, what your background is, and then we can dive into it. So Francis, can you start? What is your background? And um, maybe you can briefly talk about the organization that you're with, and then we'll get to Richard. Okay, I'm Francis. Um, my background in terms of genetic engineering and understanding what could be happening in the ramifications of the WHO Treaty, Pandemic Treaty, Pandemic Preparedness stuff happening is that I worked with um, the Institute for Responsible Technology, learning about the dangers of gene editing, microorganisms, etc. cetera, uh, and particularly in the case of, of mosquitoes um, and as bioweapons, even inadvertently as dangerous or as intentionally as dangerous. So I was just minding my own business um, uh, on on uh, visiting in Bali, and I heard that there was a mosquito uh, release planned. And uh, so I just, in the background, I just wanted to share, and I was lucky enough to meet Richard, um, who who was able to, to meet the people who could see what actually the huge extent of this was. The beauty, just in short, before we, before we go to him, uh, the beauty of it is that through this process, six weeks, baptism by fire, um, of, of trying to postpone that release, which we've done, aha, um, is that um, we, have, we haven't we have just fought it on small terms, like, oh, the tourism or the economy, or maybe there might be a problem. We fought it on all the terms we need to fight the um, World Health Organization, Pandemic Preparedness Treaty, etc., because we fought it on the science uh, which is very, very weak. We fought it on the gain of function idea, on the justifications, on the planning, the absence of planning, the absence of regulation, etc. So we're kind of, we're armed and ready. We've got some very, very important people um, uh, in terms of the military who've understood the danger 
that all countries are in, in terms of their sovereignty, in terms of foreign agency, of the of the technology that they're using, etc. So we're in poise in a good position, but we do need support, I think, from international other countries waking up and realizing this is the moment. And we're going to talk more about these mosquitoes and some of the things that they're doing, because that's important. Richard, can you uh, tell us your background and you know your organization? Yeah. Um, I work for the government, Indonesian government, a civil servant. And I was a deputy minister in Supra Ministry, Economic, Finance, Industry. I was a commissioner in the biggest bank in Indonesia when they had problem. And I involved a lot with the recovery of Indonesian economy during the monetary crisis, work under the radar. Uh, but my hobby is about healing, <laughs> healing people and so on. And we have uh, built and founded an organization called the Nation Gladiator. Gladiator. If you remember that Gladiator in the past, they used their muscles, right? But nowadays, the Gladiator, what I mean, is uh, people use the muscles in their mind. The idea to do that is to inspire the Indonesian generation to be a leader. That's why in our forum, we always uh, invite uh, high caliber people and speak in English. And we hope also the Indonesian uh, will speak English in general. And I hope that move this movement or this organization can change the Indonesian people to increase their level of consciousness. Thank you. And consciousness meaning just understanding what's really going on from a basic standpoint and then treating each other better. I mean, just, it's incredible being just aware of what's happening. And now let's, let's talk about these mosquitoes. I know that Cynthia McKenney is a friend of mine and she's in Bangladesh teaching school at one of the universities there. And she told me that they're unleashing mosquitoes all over that she's personally witnessed it. These mosquitoes are are being unleashed on these smaller uh, countries that don't have as much resources and power. It's almost as if they're just blanket testing this out on, you know, sitting duck civilians to try to figure out how it works. And they're going to start implementing it worldwide probably shortly. So can you talk about what either one of you, what you have seen with mosquitoes being released? and what they are. I'll, I'll just start a little briefly because we've got, Richard has some more, very much more up-to-date what has just happened. But we started innocently enough. I found out two years ago that Oxitec uh, was the GM mosquitoes and they happened to be grown and produced in my hometown and sent over to America for release. And I thought, God, we wouldn't like it if, if they were sent over from somewhere else. Um, but, you know, when this mosquito thing happened, we thought, oh, gosh, maybe nobody knows. As soon as they know, they'll want to stop. Um, and and, we, and actually, Richard invited the um, health minister to look at this information as, as soon as it came up, just six weeks before the release. And he, you know, Julie sent three eminent researchers down to webinar. And there was a lot of people there. 
and just some very basic questions about um, how it how the Wolbachia um, bacteria is as uh, passed on uh, about the technology uh, about any part of the science any part of the safety any part of the risk assessment any part of of any part of the process was uh, was um there was very little direct answering so um we thought what we need to do just to establish liability is to ask some questions about how the trials that were done the safety trials compared to the barley release let's weigh it up and so um i started writing some due diligence questions got to about 85 due diligence questions every single one absolutely critical to to it being in any way um, a scientific process of inquiry, uh, let alone something that would, instead of it being promising results, actually something that would justify releasing 250 million mosquitoes here, 20 years of mosquitoes there, just these, these uh, huge scale things. So anyway, Richard had the opportunity um, to meet the uh, some more of the uh, of the scientists and maybe you'd say what they what they said. Yeah, and I w- I, I want to get to that, but before we get to that, can you tell me how widespread is this? What countries are are they doing it everywhere right now? Is it still in research mode, or are they flat out? Are they researching everywhere? How widespread? Well, all I know is that. Um, what you what you say is are they experimenting everywhere? This is the key. It's all released on an experimental permit. Um, and this indeed, this one we found out wasn't even a government program, masquerading as a government program on the publicity, but actually totally foreign funded. And uh and and so uh, are they happening? And where everywhere? was that program? Where was that program that wasn't uh, government? Uh, it was in Bali. That was the one that Bali. we managed okay. to dispose. Yeah. So yeah. yes, they are being released everywhere. In fact, some of them, it seems like they have uh, been released without any um, without any permission. There's lots of places that have welcomed them and regretted it terribly, like Colombo in, in Sri Lanka. Tragedy. I mean, you see these lovely videos of people saying, thank you, you know, for bringing this help for dengue. And now two years later, there's a absolute heinous um, world record level of dengue cases, over 61,000 cases and a a larvae problem because obviously uh, um, releasing male and female um, and Wolbachia has a bias for female, um, they're going to, every one of those will produce 300 eggs in its lifetime and have the two weeks larvae in the watercourses you know, so it it's is a total disaster. So these mosquitoes are they're, they're telling you that they're going to go in and solve the disease, give you a vaccine for a specific disease. And then we're finding that two years later, that disease is now exploding and they have a crisis with the mosquitoes and the larvae and everything else. No, they're well, not uh, saying. Let me, let me answer this. Uh, because yeah. uh, you asked the first questions where it is released, right? Yes. So this question has to be answered. Are you tired of supporting globalist agendas with your hard-earned money? Sick of the impersonal big box store experience? Concerned about the safety of everyday products you use at home? Look no further. The Freedom Buying Club is here to revolutionize the way you shop and live. 
say goodbye to questionable ingredients and harmful chemicals. They provide a carefully curated selection of safe and non-toxic everyday products from fluoride-free toothpaste to safe cleaning supplies. Your health and well-being matter. And my new favorite is their all-natural beef selection. Taste the difference with their premium all-natural beef. Their commitment to quality means you savor every bite with confidence. No hormones, no antibiotics, just pure delicious goodness. And the best part is it's delivered right to your door. Enjoy the convenience of doorstep delivery. No more endless aisles or crowded checkout lines. They bring your selection straight to your home, saving you time and hassle. Join the Freedom Buying Club today and embrace a new era of shopping where you have the power to make choices that align with your values. Take control of your purchases, support local businesses, and prioritize your well-being. Your gateway to independence is just one click away. So I urge you to go to their website at freedombuyingclub.com and you can start your independence today. So there is an organization called World Mosquito Program, WMP. So it is a private, this is not government. Can you imagine? And this World Mosquito Program suggests to the WHO to alleviate uh, the dengue disease. And then they make, uh, they choose 12 countries. Kiribati, have you heard about the name Kiribati, a country? Fiji. Uh-uh. <laughs> All the country like that, including Co- Countries who are oh. small or weak or don't have any way to fight back. Right, right, including Indonesia. And to cover that, they put also Australia as the first. Yeah? Mexico also there. So this is the country that become the experiment. So then this WMP approach the health ministry in each countries. So this is why I discovered this. Because this WMP funded by Bill Gates Foundation, and they came to Indonesia and signed an agreement with the Minister of Health. You know what is this agreement? To transform Indonesian health system. I tell you my background before. My background is I work in a civil government and I'm a deputy minister, so I know the regulation. For me, impossible. Uh, An NGO dictate us, finding us is impossible. That's why I called the Minister of Health and I said, what happened? You sign an agreement with an NGO and a private company to transform Indonesian health system after the COVID? Are you crazy? So and then I asked, use all your capacity to stop this program, especially in Bali. So what happened is, is in Indonesia, first I tell you, so they make in Bali for five city, no, in Indonesia, five city is financed by the government and Bali is financed by the foundation of WMP, and they use the proxy in Australia is Gillespie. This is what is important. This is what's important. So we don't have to discuss so long. So, but so they're going. It, so the experiment is ongoing in twelve countries at minimum. Yes, and then outside of that, there is a, they approach another country like Sri Lanka and so on. Yeah. Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, and so on. But the, the, the most important thing, and this is, I think, it's a genocide. And this is, I think, you have to expose this because they use the campus, the university, as their gate to enter. So they hire an Indonesian uh, scientist in one university. Of course, they pay them, and then they make the research there because Indonesia have not the capacity, the laboratory capacity to do that. Indonesia received this the mosquito from 
Australia from Monash University. The point is, if someone go to Indonesia and bring plants or bring animal, there must be a permission, right? So I, I investigate where the permission come from. So the permission come from to bring is from the uh, Ministry of Culture and Indonesian Intelligence. This is terrible, yeah, because it's a matter of uh, bioweapon can be and the and the intelligence of Indonesia. And I'm endangering myself to talk like this, yeah, uh, in the, and bring this yeah, mostly. Yeah. And then the research is in two parts. One about the technology of Bakia, and the other is about the ecosystem. And they hire two PhD, very prominent, and the one is biomolecular, but this is what's shocking, and they're hiding this. The risk assessment, they don't do risk assessment, but what happened? When you release mosquito Aedes aegypti, the population of Aedes aegypti will not increase, actually, because they killed them. But what happened, there is another species will be increased tenfold. This species is another type of mosquito called Culex. And this Culex bring a lot of disease, especially Japanese encephalitis. So when they do this experiment in, in Jogja, Yes, the dengue fever reduced 77%. But after that, you see, now people start to have Japanese encephalitis. And just three days ago, already discovered five children got encephalitis. One is dead, four is critical. And then they say, we investigate. Maybe this is not Japanese, uh, Japanese encephalitis. But what happened the next, next day, the major say, everyone below 15 years of age have to be vaccinated, uh, Japanese encephalitis. So you were right. It's about the business. Yeah. And I have a collection of uh, uh, speech from the Minister of Health. He offered this in 10 years, in, in next two years, we'll have $10 billion for all the investors to come because there's an opportunity in Indonesia. Now in Indonesia, they built a factory of mosquito and want to export that. And I think, are they out of their mind? We have a lot of they resources. They are out of their mind. Do that. So this is a very systematic, you know, it's a very systematic way to make people helpless. And only us people, but many people, that's why I say we have to raise our consciousness. And consciousness is not about respect to each other, but consciousness also you have to know all reason what happened here. And we don't, we cannot be naive and say that, uh, that, that that people are kind, yeah. So it is homo hominilipus. And then last week I speak uh, publicly, and it become viral. And I hope, I hope the president will hear this, yeah, because people are angry because there is no inform of consent of people in Bali alone. Two hundred million people, two hundred million mosquito. No, they they already put in four cities in other. Can you imagine? Next year, we will have a lot of babies, a lot of children with Japanese encephalitis. This is genocide for me. And these two scientists are responsible for that because they know it and they don't reveal it. Well, they're do they the scientists kind of like Nazi Germany with Mangula and all these and Japan when they were doing that those uh, medical experiment, experiments, the scientists know what they're doing and they're doing it anyways. But this is a bigger deal. Bill Gates is a known eugenicist. 
He's been on record numerous times talking about wanting to depopulate. He's been caught um, in Africa and India doing infertility programs. He's been kicked out of India. He's so this is pretty clear. His father was the head of Planned Parenthood because they wanted to make sure the population was reduced. There's so much documentation on it. And it's in, in our country, that is always spun as if they're this great humanitarian. But he's on record being a eugenicist and a depopulation guy. And he's kicked out of countries. He's the one behind a lot of these mosquito, these mosquito programs and funding it. Do people in Indonesia and where you're at, do they understand who's behind this and what we're dealing with? They just understand a week ago after I make a big press release and then I publicly accusing our intelligence facilitating this. So they sell our country. And everybody say, Richard, be careful. And during that uh, press conference, there was a threat that I have to keep quiet but I think it cannot because I dedicate my life 40 years for this country. My father is a soldier, dedicate his life to that country. He died for his country, for our independence. So if he knows that the situation of the country like this and I do nothing, then his skull will be, I think he will wake up again and say, hey son, what? why, why you keep quiet? You have to do something. So. That's right. Uh, I'm not alone, but there are a lot of scientists also that understand about this uh, the gene modified and what we have to lose. We have to educate the people. This is our mission come to this earth. Yeah. But for me, this is really not about Bill Gates. This is about the evil force. It is an evil force. Yeah. That's why we need to raise the consciousness of people because of the evil force. And and uh, Indonesia is country that very, uh, very easy to 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 uh, divide. Yeah, we have the Muslim uh, people, we have the religion, and always fight between them. So I make a plea: this is not about political movement; it's a spiritual unity. It's a spiritual movement. So forget about I'm Muslim, you're Christian, and no, our country is in danger, and our enemy is only one: the evil forces in the form of human being. So. If we do this politicking, because this year is a political year, we have to choose our new president, we will go nowhere and will be bloodshed. That's why I emphasize about the spiritual unity, spiritual unity, spiritual unity. Then after that, we can go to the politicking. Then after that, we can go to the uh, the social welfare of the people. Well, they give us they get us distracted with these major events and they divide us because uh, we're fighting over these major events. And then we can't unify on protecting ourselves that's something that we would all unify on. We don't want to be injected by mosquitoes. COVID was another one. We should be unifying on that. Now, somehow that was a political thing. And now a lot of people here are regretting it. Let's talk about what these mosquito programs are and what you think their agenda is. And I know depopulation and genocide is, is behind. I mean, they talk about wanting to depopulate, but let's talk a little bit more about what these programs are and what they're doing. Can uh, Francis, can you talk a little bit more of what you've summarized or what you've come to the conclusion that their intent is? Ooh, you're on mute. Um, sorry. Uh, 
it is a continuation, I think, of the um, pandemic, uh, because I think that what they're doing is they're uh, they're testing uh, how much control they have, uh, how much, uh, and and so what is happening now. Uh, I think you're right about the distraction. You know, I remember I was reading from or hearing Rogowski, um, who has been brilliant and helped us a lot uh, at this stage where we're moving from firefighting the uh, the for a postponement of the mosquitoes uh, to actually realizing that after next week we won't have a choice and and he described how when the even when the international health regulations came in uh, there was no foundation for them they were just introduced because somebody was landing on the moon allegedly and now again they're about to be uh, souped up into being uh, legally binding uh, to changing the entire structure of um uh, of every government so that they are actually powerless so and the, um, the mosquitoes are an example of a program that when these who amendments go through will be crammed down our throats and there's nothing we can do yeah, I would say that. I would say that it's 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 quite specific. I mean, we wrote a a petition to to uh, to 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 help people realize what was happening, and also to reference things so that people knew that it wasn't just oh my god, scaremongering. Nobody likes mosquitoes or scaremongering. People don't like technology. You know, uh, it was just like this is what are the risks, and um, and and actually these things go for. Uh, everything that the World Health Organization, like the implementer of the uh, of the mosquito program, is somebody who has no science background whatsoever, but he does work in the health ministry uh, pandemic preparedness uh, department, and and this is where you get people who are treating whole countries that are not sick. Uh, you get this um, somehow justification for vaccinating whole. Uh, populations in the middle of a pandemic, which is absolutely well proven to drive greater variants. Uh, and 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 in this occasion we've got Wolbachia and yet we've got um which is a which lives which lives oh it does its own thing and the uh, the World Mosquito Program say oh it's a different strain but we're not allowed to know the strain uh, in the same way yeah. as with the vaccine nations um uh, it was the first the vac the vaccines or what gene therapies whatever you'd call them were the very first drugs on the market that didn't have their active ingredients in That's the public right. domain so this is a situation it means in very real terms that we've been able to i think illuminate that that means we can't check if it's in our bodies if it's in a new diseases if it's in the water course if it's in our food or soil our air you know, we actually have been completely disempowered. And uh, so add to that, uh, add to that the fact that it has the um, artificial intelligence coupled with um, the, um, coupled with the 5G and, and the manufactured consent of, of designating this open funding to Indonesian universities. Like this one is doing mosquitoes. This one is doing smart cities. It's literally like, a, it's like a handover of the of the tools of the control of the technology all of which is patented so the owners of the patents have exclusive rights to whatever data is collected so we're in a situation already that every single mosquito with this technology in it goes out 
can be collecting data and, and that is being transmitted back. It could be our blood, our DNA, which is very valuable these days. It could be it could be something else. Who knows what they're deciding? So they're to doing data. more. They're doing more with these mosquito programs than just vaccinating. They're also you think that they're taking our blood and collecting it? You think that's what's happening? Actually, I don't think that's what's happening. They're not even owning up to vaccinating at this stage. They're saying that they the Wolbachia in the mosquito fends off diseases, other pathogens, and therefore it won't transmit to... Um, but was it doing that? If it's not, because it's there... a very strong bacteria. It's a strong bacteria that... Um, but the, it, all their publicity says things like, we don't really know the mechanism of Wolbachia. Um, and it's a harmless uh, bacteria that's found in other um, in other insects, and it's totally natural. All these things are completely fabricated because uh, it's obviously not natural because the Aedes aegypti has never had it in it before. It's it's definitely not natural because it's IP protected. It's definitely not natural because it's got IP technology encased in it that hasn't been declared. And when we ask, you know, what, how is it going to be monitored? On the one hand, they say there's no need, it's harmless. Um, we're just going to watch how fewer dengue cases there are. But on the other hand, um, the researchers in the Joe Jakarta trial say, oh, when Wolbachia infection reaches 60%, we'll stop it. So that's, a, that's alluding to the idea that that Wolbachia technology, IP technology, is capable of controlling of transmitting, of instructing those, those, um, those either the microorganisms, data collection, or the mosquitoes themselves. Um, but whatever it's doing, thank goodness, the Indonesian, um, you know, uh, defense have realized that this is a a huge uh, infiltration with ramifications as far as the eye can see of a misuse of this um, bioagent and the fact that they weren't informed or consulted. Um, and, and also, so we've, we've, got, we've got two very powerful, um, uh, well, three actually, very powerful structures, honorable structures in Indonesia, uh, you know, so which would involve the military, which wouldn't be the case in other countries necessarily. And um, the ex-health minister, who has had her own difficulties with the World Health Organization because she tried to protect Indonesian samples from being um, you know, just sent off for whatever sort of genetic uh, use and study in America, tried to keep them within, refused to let them go, but they were still sent. So there's, you know, there are people who understand what is happening um, and are, are leading a united push, like as, as Richard says, uh, there is a, a spiritual unity in this between between well, men and women. And... Yep. No, continue. And I wanted to. I want, but I wanted to get at the fact that these. I wanted to understand this program more so that people can understand, and the the fact that we because I've seen reports uh, that it's a vaccine program and that that's what they want to do, but nobody has when they. Unleash, at least with COVID, you could say, I don't want to get the vaccine, although they're shedding and they're trying to do it that way. But at least you have the option to say, I don't want it. Even if you get fired and everybody ostracize you, you at least can do this. With mosquitoes, there you are. Everybody's, you're just a sitting duck. 
And the reports are that they want to vaccinate with mosquitoes. Yeah, you're not allowed. um, uh, You're not allowed to really say that because that could be misinformation. Um, But if we look back at when uh, Joe Jakarta and the Indonesian universities were funded originally to do these studies, uh, it was 2004. 2003, uh, Microsoft had just been sued by the American, by the United States uh, for anti-competitive practices, monopoly, etc. So they were in disgrace. Um, they repackaged themselves as a not-for-profit. And uh, then they brought out these 14 uh, global challenges, including vaccination, including uh, mosquitoes, including a combination of the two of surveillance, you know, for protection and and uh, and tracking people who might be uh, ill, etc. And these were all included. So, and then suddenly the next year, uh, Indonesia is given open funding to study these things for 20 years. And then it's discussed that that that's somehow economically better than it, than vaccine uh, study and uh, and and more more economical than any other infrastructure change. So it's ludicrous. But when I say you're not allowed to suggest this or argue it, it's more, it's this, it's so um, full of misleading information. Even when we met the program implementers, we said, we don't want to spread misinformation. Why don't you just tell us That's right. how many eggs and, yep. and what is going to be the implications? Why don't you just, just tell us? But they wouldn't. They don't want us to know because once we know, the um, then 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 those facts can be challenged. But we, I think, uh, maybe well, I'll switch. Even, of what well, let me ask. <laughs> let me ask you, Richard. We don't even need this, right? I, they're not. Or if if we do need something to help with disease, we sure don't need their process because their process just makes it worse and causes more disease in other areas. We saw that with COVID. It's proven now with the stupid jab they made everybody take. People are dying. I know two people in the last couple of weeks, just in the last two weeks around me, who died from blood clots. One was a young man in his mid-20s. Another one was an older man. The older man, they think that they, they went out and got every freaking booster they could, which is just sad. Those people are just sitting. I mean, they're going to die. Those people who keep back and getting keep going back to get their booster. But this young man... I. You know, he was in his 20s. He was super healthy. He, we know him from from um, my son's school. It's that's what everybody's experiencing. Is they they know people in their own lives, or people are dying. So we know this was. It's nothing like what they said it was going to be, and it's killing people. This. Why should we trust anything that they do when that's their track record? You're on mute. Uh, Richard, you're on mute. So what they say is, the WMP, we are going to help you because you have problem with dengue. Now you see, in Indonesia, for the last 20 years, the graphic of dengue goes down. We have our system how to do that, and it's successful. And if you see their uh, case of Fatality rate is only 0.8%, only 0.8%. In Bali, there is uh, only 
1,500 cases in one year and died only 12 people. So there is no emergency, it's even it's not endemic, right? Because we can handle, like you say, why we need other people. So they, so you have to think, why? The fatality rate is very low, it's not an endemic, why do you want to do this? This I explained from the beginning. When they develop this mosquito, I call bionic mosquito, what happened? They will kill the, the other mosquito that have dengue, right? But another species will be raised. This space, species called Culex, Culex anopheles. This Culex bring a lot of diseases, especially Japanese and Philippalysis. And then they say you have to be vaccinated. That's the scenario. Simple as that. So Wolbachia is only a, a decoy. People talk about Wolbachia, Wolbachia. The agenda is not that. It's a Culex, Culex mosquito, because this mosquito will bite you and then you, you will have a, a monkeypox, you have a Japanese, there's 11 diseases there. And I say like this is not because I read somewhere, because I hear what the scientists that make research say like that. And I was shocked. And they don't tell to the people. That's why I say, you are responsibility because you are your responsibility because you don't tell the people. Uh, Any one child died, it's because of their, the scientist mistake. That's it. Selling the selling the uh, vaccine. This is as simple as that. You create problem, and then you come with a solution. That's the strategy. You create problem, people react, and you give the solution. The world back here only to create problem. They see how people react. And then after that, a lot of uh, people have disease of uh, Japanese, where people will die. And after that, if you don't want to die, take my vaccine. I give you a solution. Yeah. And Things the solution is like worse. That. Yeah. And the solution is worse than being involved at all with them. Okay. So you have an international coalition that's forming, trying to fight these, the World Health Organization takeover. Can you talk about your co coalition and what you're trying to get accomplished? I've had James Roguski on. Um, to talk about the World Health Organization just probably about three weeks ago and the amendments that they're trying to cram down our throats. But there's a worldwide coalition that is has been working hard to, to turn this around and to reject these. Can you talk about that? Yes, uh, actually, I will talk about that. So there are two problems nowadays in, in our country. First is about the releasing of the Wolbachia, right? It's already happened. We want to stop this. That's our movement. The gladiator, the nation gladiator, wanna, and the others want to stop that. That's one thing. Yeah. Now it's only uh, four city, then another one city. The second one is to stop the pandemic treaty. Yeah? The pandemic treaty, uh, the president of, uh, or the relevant ministry had time to stop it before 1st of December. So we only have a limited of time. So our task is very, very difficult. I have, uh, since I was uh, in the in the in the working in the government, that's I still have uh, people inside minister and so on. And just today, I received uh, news from one of very senior ministry minister that said, "Richard, I think it's very hard for me to fight. Why? Because the other colleagues still want to go on with this. So you have to move to the street. You have to keep the pressure and so on. So." I think to have this on the 1st of December that the president will uh, 
will not sign or go out from the pandemic treaty, it will be very difficult. Two weeks ago, I'm still optimistic, but now it's, I think it's, it's hard. That's why uh, we need more international support like you yeah, to spread this because the time is critical. And tomorrow I will have uh, also conversation like this with one of the biggest podcasts in Europe, in Finland. Uh, and then we need international support because domestically, I think all the senior ministers are surrendered. Yeah. We only have two choices, yeah? whether the mini, whether the, the military involved, right? Or the president say like that. Okay, we stop it. So to let the president stop, we need international pressure. So that's why I come to this program because I know your program will be seen worldwide and put the pressure. Not only interview like that, show your face, my face, but do nothing. I want pressure, really the pressure. You should know, you should let the people know. So. Petition is also one thing, it's very good. Um, so where, what can people do to help this cause? What can the average, because they're going, you are going to be heard by people, like you said, there's people all over the world that listen to this podcast. What can people do to make a difference and to help in their own countries to, to stop this? People are so distracted by wars and the, you know, the financial systems resetting. There's so much going on. And so this is a perfect opportunity for them to cram down our throats, all these other things, to power grab, which this is. It's a worldwide reset power grab. And we are distracted by all these other things. So what can people do to help in their own countries and locally? I Very have good. an idea. Uh, point that you raise. Look, uh, when I have this uh, press conference, the first is on the 12th of November, and people were shocked. People were shocked because they never heard this program. They never heard that the, 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 the government will be released in uh, five cities. And then when I make on the 19th, one week later, people really, really very angry and they want to go to street, demo. But my plea to them, we don't go to the street. Yeah? We have to unite first yeah? because what we face is uh, really an evil, evil, evil. I don't want that we are fight between our leaders and us. Yeah? I want a peaceful. Yeah? If you see during the COVID, many people go to the street and a lot of victims, a lot of, yeah, of, yeah, of victims so I would like to have a, a rational dialogue uh, with the peaceful. If you are a leader of a movement, you have to have a wisdom of mind and, and let them understand and give evidence. But what I would like is, uh, like you say, what people can do. People would like to, to do something. Do we have to go to the street? We have to, they want to do something. But we need more pressure, people from overseas, not demonstration, but really a movement about uh, this situation, yeah, put the pressure to put to the embassy, embassy Indonesia, like that. Uh, but must be the, the, the topic must be spiritual unity. This is what I want because I believe so much with the energy power of spiritually. And if you are angry, then the, the energy is not good. So really, this is a peaceful movement to let our brothers and sisters that they are leader to. To, to, to understand, to increase their level of consciousness. This is what, what, what is the movement all about. Gladiator Nation, Gladiator is not about fighting physically, but also use our muscle of mind and our consciousness. 
What do you have to say that, Francis? What can people do uh, in their own countries to make a difference? Well, I was uh, reminded the other day uh, of the fact that there's only six degrees of separation between everyone. And and uh, as you might have gathered, or <laughs> I'm a big writer, so I, I love to write, I love to share, and partly because I don't want uh, ignorance to be some sort of defense, you know, that, oh, we didn't know about yeah, it, you exactly. know, people don't know. Um, so I'm also somebody who uh, feels that spiritual unity is the key to success, uh, especially because we are all connected energetically. Um, but uh, as um, but also this idea that we need to take action and we felt found it in every uh, group and every person I've spoken to, they want to do something. And the things that I, well, Rogowski told us that it only needs one signature, you know, and it's like the kind of the holy grail, one signature from a president uh, or king or queen, a head of state would just say, oh, it would just say, all right, we don't accept those, uh, we reject those amendments. It's not a big deal. We don't have to opt out of all the money yet or all the commitments or all the other treaty, we could just carve out this moment to do some due diligence. We can uh, on on the World Health Organization, uh, on their funders, uh, you know, on their um, on their on on the efficacy and safety of their pandemic principles. We can give them any any reason or no reason. All we need is this elusive signature from a president, etc. And so, for a moment there, maybe twenty four hours, I was uh, I looked up who are the member states, the whole hundred ninety six of them and I wrote a letter um uh, based on uh, based on actually Roguski's letter to Biden uh, a template that he had created that said you know please look at this again there's huge implications for uh all, all government decisions from every echelon being just moved out to the who plus there's no time then for anybody to be included um in in consultation um and um and then I, I put the, the template at the bottom. But what I also did was I used the bit of information that has been so valuable from, from our lessons with the mosquito, which is that, um, and this is what happens in Indonesia, everyone refers to it as the mosquito. There's no plural, even though there's 250 million of them, <laughs> which I love. But, um, they, but uh, basically what we discovered was only the health minister knew. So I thought, actually, all these heads of state are going to be very interested in what how they were represented at that Geneva um, at that Geneva conference last May twenty seventh or twenty fourth to twenty seventh or whenever it was, and we discover that all the poor countries and I poor like poor like suffering and inundated countries I mean um, are um, have been made vice presidents of uh, the World Health Assembly. And uh, and they've all been you know, given a huge amount of money. And um, and they've also, you know, they've obviously been given like these rather strategic and, uh, uh, and unpleasant um, things to announcements to make with possibly only a small grasp of the implications for their country and every other country. Um, but there's obviously a lot of English speaking ones there who can't claim that they didn't really understand. So 
So I've just looked up and as Richard was saying, we've got some extraordinary uh, videos of of, um, of the Indonesian um, health minister declaring what he was excited about, the surveillance, but about the health passport, about the new market that the pandemic fund represented. Um, and um, and and this is the case. I suddenly thought this is the case for everybody. And sure enough, when I looked up before I wrote to the head of state, I said, I hope that your health minister has made you aware of the implications of what they what they how they represented your country uh, and what and the amendments they adopted. So just to just to say, you know, I didn't make any accusations, obviously, because goodness knows uh, everybody is doing their best. Uh, but I just said, I hope you're aware because the, there are serious um, ramifications. And if you did want to just carve out this extra bit of time, here's a template that you can just send off. Um, and so I started doing that. And then today I woke up thinking to myself, I only got as far as 20 of the 196 <laughs> uh, member states, but everyone can do it. Um, they, so you're suggesting you're suggesting everybody should write a letter to their people in Congress or their leaders to to stand up to this. And is oh, that what course. you're that's what you're suggesting? See, uh, do you think that how does everybody march in unison to something like this when we know there's a lot of examples of nefarious activity? We just lived through COVID, so they know people. They have to be complete morons to not know what's happening here. So that tells me that these people are controlled in a different way at a higher level and they're marching in lockstep because they're controlled. How do we break through that blackmail and control that these world leaders find themselves under? Like your country, Indonesia, if you don't follow through, we'll bankrupt you kind of thing. So how do we get them to follow through knowing that there's this level of blackmail and coercion that's behind it. Well, this what is where really go on. Go ahead. Because you're also about Indonesia, right? Yeah, yeah go ahead, Richard. Thank say you. what you want to go say. How do we get past this wall of coercion and blackmail? Uh, I think it's education. We have to tell them in a very rapid, rapid way. And I say this is very effective with video, with evidence. I make a 43 minute uh, videos uh, with all the data and only in two days already uh, almost 100,000 Indonesian people watch that and they, they give reaction. And if you see the reaction, you feel sorry. It's said, look, sir, uh, so yesterday someone come to my place and then uh, they spread, they, they give the mosquito. Can you help? If you read that, you, you want to cry if you read that because they are, they are yeah, we call it small people and they're not educated. Now, with that, then we also make petition. Our petition also in one week, we have a 69,000 this, and it's plenty. So then uh, with that petition, we go to the parliament and we send to the ministry, like Francis say, and we'll see what they, they, they will do. Because somebody have to say, somebody have to talk with them and educate. And I'm sure also there are many people in the parliament do not know about this. Yeah? And you know, in Indonesia, when a minister of health want to do something, uh, they have to ask to coordinate with the other ministry, for example, Minister of Defense, yeah? Minister of, of uh, Tourism, uh, Minister of uh, Agriculture. And he didn't do that. So he he violated all the laws. And we have to, 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 to tell to the people, uh, to the minister, hey, you are violating your own law. Yeah? 
that's so the, goal, the way so the, it is to to you have to mastering the law of in this country uh, because even the minister himself doesn't know the law what he, he wrote yeah so if you're mastering this you have to gathering all the lawyer here and educate them also can be very rapid which which law and then explain that to the media now and it's only that i see I, I don't see the other way because impossible for england for example put pressure to indonesia because it's our, our domestic affair right so indonesian people must stand by themselves they need to have uh, enough information and they have to uh, speak this is what happened in bali in bali can you imagine it was it was uh, the plan want to release on the 13th of november i met uh, francis on the 21st of september and we start our movement on the 5th of november yeah in five days we can push this and the minister uh, the, 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 the governor stop it yeah so actually when we give a public pressure by by giving this information they, they, they will listen. This is what I what I, I realize what happened in Bali. So this is going to be happen also in another place, in another city, and in another country. So basically, we we need to inform as many people as we can because it's so obvious, it's so bad that the more people that know, the more they will make a ruckus to their leadership, and eventually sure. the co- the consciousness of people knowing is is that pressure putting on to put on our leaders and they need to put the pressure on once they know. And there's just so few people that know, and that's the problem. And so we just got to get people to know it's so obviously bad. It affects all of us. This is not a left, right, any kind of, if you have a brain, this affects, this is so obvious that it affects everybody in such a horrible way that everyone should unite over this and end this. And it's just a matter of, people learning about it so this mosquito program is a really great thing to bring forward it's awful but it's 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 a useful tool to bring forward to say hey these programs we will have no say once you these amendments are passed actually i think you can always get out of the the agree the treaty at some point but it's going to be ugly in the process but they essentially they'll take over your right to have a say you're you're giving up your rights, which is my God. Here, so do yeah. whatever you want to me. I don't care. I mean, that's essentially what this is. Okay, so where can they follow you? I want to Actually, say, we, uh, yeah. oh. go ahead, Francis. Okay, Francis. Um, I just wanted to add that my realization was that I didn't want to disempower everybody uh, by saying they need to write to a head of state because a lot of people are thinking, well, ooh, who would I sign it from? You know, that's a big responsibility. Uh, I don't think it should be like that at all. I would love for every every man and woman to recognize that they it's not the group, it's not the power, the influence. It's every man and woman going, no. And so you write your letter. Maybe we should all write our letter to the um, to the um, the head of the who or whatever on on the template and CC it to our or to someone else, so that we are actually saying something. I don't want everyone to implode because that can sometimes happen. It's like it's hopeless. It's a disaster. We've got to be empowered. You know, technically, every man and woman has a, a way more authority than public servants. You know, we're supposed to see ourselves right up here. So we need to be able to just 
write something, CC it to a couple of people. And that way, there's a body of work just circulating around. And you don't have to mention all the concerns. Maybe you only understand two or three, um, but they can't unhear them. They can't unhear them. And that opposition is there because the very interesting thing about the letter from the 11 people, 11 countries have succeeded in extricating themselves fully is they said the United Nations have actually pretended there is an adoption of these amendments when actually there's a lot of opposition. And, and, and they've said there's absolutely no way to negotiate multilateral intergovernment decision-making, et cetera. So we need to, we have to show we know this. And, and I think, so anybody who can write, should write, uh, uh, or um, in the case, uh, or maybe uh, Richard, you say what you would suggest there. Thing, write a personal letter is effective because our country is still patriarchal. So in Bali, what happened, uh, we approached the priest because there are 35 people here, the priests, the community leaders that they listen, then it is effective. But if you only reach your voice alone, will not the, the, the government will not listen. So here also in, in Jakarta, so we do the same. Like, for example, like Gladiator Bangsa, Nation of Gladiator, uh, is, uh, people know about uh, our, our, our fight. So uh, they, they, they put their hope uh, and their voice through us. And then we make a petition. What I think we have our own server and we have the petition. And I say, look, this is what the people want. This is what the people say. This is what people sign. And then we, then we approach the, the parliament. We approach the minister based on that. And that's more effective, I think. So where can people reach you to learn more about what you're doing in this international effort? Uh, we have uh, a petition that we do, and our petition is still... Is there a very, website? Yes, uh, so we, and then we spread to people, and people spread to, and then it's more rapid. We don't have a website. So I can send also the petition uh, to you. We have two, um, uh, Franklin, uh, Francis, the other one, what is CARE2, yeah? CARE2, right? Yes. But CARE2 more worldwide. But from Gladiator Bangsa is, is uh, in Indonesian and in English and go directly to your email. So if you don't mind, I will send you the, 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 the petition. I'll, yeah. I'll post the petition on with the show and people can get it and there'll be the link below. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. when there is it, yes. Please uh, let me know later how I have to send it. Okay. It's more effective, more and more. Anything that, Francis, that you suggest that people look into to follow your movement? Uh, well, I was going to um, just just ask Richard. Really, is there is there any uh, anywhere that that people could make comments uh, that you feel would empower um, would empower the movement in Indonesia? Sorry, you asked me questions. I just wondered, can is there um, is there a way to make comments um, uh, or or connect with Gladiator Bankser to um, to support this movement or empower it more? How how would yes you yes yes in the petition you have uh, all the information there and you can give comment you can say anything. It's very good format. It's very efficient and with all the the scientific information. So you don't only make petition, but there is uh, the 
problem statement and then the evidence and the scientific paper and then you can read and then can you decide to fill the petition and i can beg you even can give a comment it's very informative only uh one page or two page of uh i will send to you uh, Sarah, and then you see. <laughs> okay, well, I appreciate it. Do that, and then we'll get that out to people, and hopefully people will, you know, just make people aware of this as much as possible because we've got to just, we've got to be done with it. It's these same criminal cabal that are forcing crap down our throats mm -hmm. that are bad for us. Very dangerous. It's a very dangerous time, and we all have to realize that and step up to it, and our instincts are just kind of protect our family and, and hide in a hole, but protecting your family means we have to get involved. That's where we're at right now. So I really appreciate the fact that you guys are joining me today. So thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much.